0: The following content is officially on Code Red. All drinks up, all titties out. Start the show.
1: safe i you know, uh, just want, want everybody to be aware uh who's not ready for that <laughs> um i'm keeping my titties in though okay yeah, okay good job good job uh niggas
0: plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black your black ass cheat sheet for the weekend foolishness and fuckery i am your boy oz and i'm just trying to make it through the
1: first wave
0: <laughs> <laughs> shit we, they yeah people keep talking about the second wave is coming the second wave is coming is anybody going to be left for the second wave?
1: Still in the first one.
0: I'm I'm I am doubtful. I'm We're going to talk about it a little later, but it's not looking great. Fuck. Uh, but uh, I mean we kind of blew it. Well, wouldn't not we, I me, mean. but Texas kind of blew it. Um we, we had, had such a head start, too. We could have we we could have done so much better. I, it's, it's, it's really demoralizing and, you know, we're going to talk about it in, in, in a later segment, but just wow, wow, he, damn it, Greg, um, but for now, it is
1: episode 93 to ni- infinity,
0: 93, and we have opening shots here,
1: yeah, uh, uh, what is this? This is a 21-year-old Scotch, Jesus Christ, here we go, I love it. It's a fancy bottle. Let's go. That is a
0: twenty-one-year-old liquor. Yeah, I love it. I'm smooth, here for it. very smooth. Very I'm smooth. I'm impressed. Um, mm. we always get the very best libations here. Um, mm. how was your week, D. Randall?
1: It was just like last week, but more pissed. <coughs> I just, I just um every day is Monday. Every day is a Monday. I I don't know, man. Um it I'm I don't wanna jump ahead too far, but I know months ago I was kind of joking about psh, y'all y'all are really diving into this whole new normal thing kinda of fast. There is no new normal. None. And, Nothing's and, normal. And now I'm just kind of embracing that shit. Even what we think is normal, even
0: what we've thought of as normal over time, it's not normal and we're seeing more of that. Everything's the fucking Twilight Zone, man. Um, my week is as usual uh, it, with the quarantine, social distancing and whatnot. Been kind of slow going. Um, a lot of Call of Duty in particular this week. Uh, I finished... Uh, I actually managed to finish some script for my comic. Oh shit! Uh, I dug up an old script, and it turns out I lost a couple of pages, which is fine.
1: By the way, I actually had I actually had a couple of people ask me this week where they could find um, your oh. comic. Um. They they want to they want to purchase.
0: Well, uh, the comic is free. Okay. Uh, me, I'll put it this way. Uh, Neverland: The Untold is a free web comic. Uh, you can, you can, you can read the first two chapters at, uh, never, at Neverlanduntold.com. Um, now, having said that, it is not cheap to get a comic made. It is not cheap to keep a website going. How, so if you want to, if you like what you've read and you want to contribute something to the cause... My email is let's get free thirteen.
1: Uh, PayPal is great. Is Oz,
0: that, Oz Longworth Jr. on you,
1: Cash App is said, great. You said the email is let's get free thirteen at, at gmail.com. Okay. Let's get free thirteen at
0: gmail.com. Paypal is more than welcome. Um, you can also uh, request my cash app through that email. Mm. Um any, any way you feel like giving me your money, opinionswhileblack@gmail.com. at gmail.com, you can do that too. Go to opinionswhileblack.com and just, there's all the ways to get in touch with myself and Randall. Yep. Um, but that is Neverland the Untold. We've got the first two chapters up. Um, neverlanduntold.com if you want to read the comic. It's good. I think it's good. Um, Other than that, just getting that done... Um. A little, watched a little bit of TV. Watched a lot of Longmire. I'm, I'm, I'm burning through that right now. Charles S. Dutton is just a... I mean, he's kind of technically a villain almost. But we just don't have enough conversations about how we just do not appreciate Charles S. Dutton enough. Hmm. I really feel like that.
1: He's, he is an acting-ass actor. He
0: is terrific. And we did not appreciate him at his peak. In the 90s. And we don't appreciate him now. He's wonderful. Um, and I got to watch. On the bad side of the spectrum. I got to watch Eric Andre stand up. Which. His Netflix special. There's something about his shtick. That just did not translate well to stand up for you, me. You did that to yourself. Uh, you know. I, I like him when he's just kind of off the cuff. Um physical comedians usually don't get, do good stand up. Not a, it just did not happen for me at all. And all his little stick like at the at the very end he pulled his pants down has penis tucked between his legs and shit. I don't know what the fuck was going on, man. It was weird.
1: Rosario let him hit. <clears throat> Always remember the, the Rosario bump. <laughs> <laughs> she let him hit. Oh, man. Uh, One day we get to watch Cory Booker pull his pants down with his shit. Tuk- well, he's already done that. <laughs> <laughs> politically. Speaking. I was going to say he's done that politically. So, you know. I
0: um, uh, will definitely want to open up sending flowers. Um, I, You know, I always want to give people flowers while they're here in appreciation. Uh, flowers go to Bryson Tiller. Hmm. Uh, we haven't heard much from Bryson Tiller musically, I guess. Yeah. But uh it's because he went on and uh got his got his high school d- diploma. He graduated high school officially. Well damn it, good for him. And good for him. And he says college is next. Um now, good for him. I'm one of those people and I got in trouble for this on social media. Um basically that feels like college is kind of a money pit at this point and college is kind of awkward because nobody knows what that's going to look like next year in the COVID era um I, i i we can't we can't have classes on zoom forever and as it is i feel like college is just a money pit and it's a corporation and it's just the need for a college degree to get some of these jobs is just furthering the class divide uh in this country you know, y'all know I love to get my shit off about that as a matter of fact it, it won't be this episode but we're going to have a real conversation about whether or not college is even worth it anymore Um, but Bryson Tiller is in a tax bracket where any of the reasons it wouldn't be worth it to a regular person don't apply to him so congratulations for him and just Furthering himself and having something to fall back on when this mu- when or if this music shit doesn't work out for him. I don't see it not working out for him, though. He's really talented. Well...
1: No? I mean, I'm glad that he's had the success that he's had so far. Yeah. Let's say that. Because, um, I mean, it's, it's not promised. That's true. Especially once we come out of all this, it's, it's not really promised
0: that's true we don't know what anything's gonna look like when this is over
1: yeah i'm I'm curious to see what happens to a lot of like non-top 40 artists who were kind of on the fringe before yeah Uh, people whose livelihoods depended on touring facts Uh, you know i think about uh i think about groups like uh the suffers the, the local group houston group shout out to the suffers yeah the suffers have been on the rise for the last couple of years they've they've really been making moves and I know that they are a group that greatly benefits from touring mm-hmm. and from being in front of people. They're they're not the group that's going to make a ton of money on like sales and streams, right? Uh, despite their talent, I mean they're very good. But their strength is in the live performance realm. And if they're off the road for hell, you know maybe a year or more, and other groups like them, or other other acts like them, I'm I'm just curious to see how that affects them in the long run. So that's that's the part where I'm just kind of like eh. that's reasonable we don't know what any of this is gonna look like
0: um coming out of it and it's gonna be very interesting to see where a lot of people stand um once we enter into a post covid era which there's no telling really when that's gonna be we're supposed to be in it right now well I mean we we'll we're, talk uh, about it yeah. we'll talk about it oh man um uh going on to humans ain't shit um this isn't gonna be very long guys be in the in the in the covid era in the in the reopening era, which a lot of states are in um be kind to your service industry guys be kind to your service and working class industry. These are people that are risking their lives to grant you. Some form of normalcy. And even that, I. Me and Randall talked about this in, in pre production. It's kind of a half normalcy. Like, they're almost. They're, this whole new normal thing, there really is no new normal. And the normal that we hold on to wasn't really doing us any favors. But with all that in mind, be kind to the people serving you because of because this is what you wanted.
1: Real question for most of y'all. Real question for most of y'all. Buss it. Um how 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 enjoyable is your restaurant dining experience right now? Like how, how enjoyable is that for real? Now, let me qualify that statement. I, I know that you know there are people who who want to meet up with friends Occasionally, You know, sometimes right. that's really the only conducive environment to do so. As a matter of fact, I, I met up with one of my production partners a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. in a very well-ventilated, very open, very socially distanced setting. And it was good to, to sit there with them and, and talk and catch up on everything we needed to catch up on. But the entire time, it was still weird to be made aware of how different everything is and how how people are keeping such a distance from you uh, thankfully all the wait staff and the and the the entire crew was masked up but it was also again that surreal moment where you realize everyone is masked up right and when i'm in public especially well, especially when i'm around people which is very rare um, uh, i make sure that I, you know mask up mask on and i felt weird sitting at the table without my mask on even though again we're very well distanced from everybody I, I, I just can't imagine like a family of four walking into Lupe Tortilla and just being like, "Oh yeah, I'm glad to be back. I'm gonna get the same level of service that I got before when I was here." And and y'all are walking in and y'all are pissed off about, you know, how the shredded cheese ain't coming out on time and shit like that. Like, yeah, because
0: yep. most of these people are dealing with half the half the staff that they originally had. Um. Mm-hmm. And so they have half the manpower, and and I know we're supposed to be on this 75%, 50% shit, but a lot of these establishments aren't keeping track of that. Right. So you have the same amount of people coming in that you had before COVID, and you have half the help, and people expect everything to be the way it was. Nothing's the way it was, and nothing's going to be the way it was for a while going into it.
1: I've done takeout and curbside quite a few times during this time. I have a secret for all of y'all. Pro tip. Here's a pro tip. The food tastes exactly the same. Tastes exactly the same whether you sit in there and eat it. Or you take it with you and eat it at home. The shit tastes exactly the same.
0: I'm pretty sure
1: you get it faster.
0: I mean. Because all you have to do is go pick it up. You can wait a few minutes. They also bring it to you. There are delivery services. And some of these restaurants are becoming delivery services unto
1: themselves. Yeah. For their area. Fucking Burger King is delivering. On their own.
0: Burger King is delivering. Popeye's is delivering by app. Yes. Everybody is taking advantage of getting this bag. As a matter of fact, I just saw my... um, on my Uber that they have an option now where you can send packages through an Uber driver smart
1: across town for some nominal fee. That's smart. But, you know, y'all want to, y'all want to feel normal. Y'all want to feel, y'all want to, y'all want the Y'all want the, the experience of someone serving you. Yep. Instead of you, you know, slaving over dinner. yourself uh, That was a, an intentional choice of words, by the way, instead of you slaving over dinner yourself, you want the experience of someone serving you instead, and I know I sound like a broken record at
0: this point, but it's all part of the class divide. It's all part of the class divide right. where you in the in the in the working class, um, the underclass are made to f- are, are made to feel ben- uh, beneath someone else, right. and the way capitalism works is it works off of you and your ability to make someone else feel
1: beneath you, right? And so it's 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 the American dream basically. And I and I know a lot of people in the service industry in the, in the bar industry. And one of the things that's kind of heartbreaking right now is just hearing stories of entire teams of bartenders who are getting sick because, you know, they had to go back to work because for the last couple of months they didn't have any work. And once they started opening things up just a little bit, they're like, well, shit, I got to get back there because I got to. I'm two months behind on rent. I can't go behind the third. I got to get back to work. Right. And now entire teams of people are getting sick because you motherfuckers want to crawl out into the address, blowing the hookah with 300 other people and just not give a fuck. And bear in mind, these are places that were already not
0: paying livable wages. Right. So it's really fucked up and this is what people go through Um, and we see now that the working class is more or less the backbone of this economy which is already, the way we do capitalism in this country is already built on a house of cards and these people are holding it up for all it's worth and the least you can do is be a little kind, tip them
1: tip them a little bit more y'all
0: tip a little bit more there are options to where a hundred where a hundred percent of the profit when you order uber eats uh where uh, you can send more of of the profit to the restaurant because they need it uh there's plenty there's more tipping options i'm just saying man it does not hurt anyone to be a little nicer. Uh, we. Th- this is one of those instances. Where we really are in this together. And we really should tr- act like it. I know I say all the time. We're not in this together. But on some level. What happens in the service industry. Which is again. The backbone of this economy. Affects you. So. If you want some form of normalcy. And if you want a return to normalcy. It's going to cost a little bit. And it's gonna cost you putting your personal bullshit aside and being a little and being a little nicer, little person that is really putting their own health on the line. Yeah. To make you happy.
1: And y'all, I know a lot of y'all just don't like being told what to do, and that's really what it boils. That's down exactly to. what the fuck it is. But at the same time, at at this point, we should know that this is a this is still a very real thing. And I'm not gonna make this a whole COVID thing. Yeah. But we know that this is a very real thing. Most of us this most of us at this point are one degree away from someone that's that's caught it and have had to experience it facts and i'm I don't feel like I'm giving up any freedoms by wearing a mask. I feel like I'm protecting myself and other people hell i went uh, a friend of mine just moved back to town a month ago, and I was finally able to go visit him last week, and even at the visit. We did not shake hands. I -hmm. kept my mask on in his house. And as we stood in his house and talked, we stayed six feet away from each other. You know, he gave me a tour of his house. (laughs) And I was six feet away from him at all times. Um, You know, but those are the precautions that we take. As as you guys have probably noticed, over the last few weeks, Oz and I have been recording this in person. And what y'all may not realize is that that only happened after maybe eight weeks of of solid check-ins of like you know how are things this week you know what's you know a lot of checking the temperature um a lot of keeping tabs on and not from a spy level but just kind of keeping tabs on how you know how each other's doing where where you know where we've been and so forth because we take this shit seriously exactly um
0: and and, and we both know that we we have people in our lives that we can't afford to get sick, mm-hmm. so we know we're doing the right things, and also it helps that Randall lives like five ten minutes
1: away from me, yeah, uh, so that's a big thing, yeah, like there there are a lot of things that that we have to that we keep in mind, just you know this is our little slice of normalcy so and yeah.
0: this isn't a huge gathering <laughs> right it's it's, two, two, it's the it's same two, two people same every week. Two people. <laughs> A lot of you motherfuckers are in the address pack to the gills. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, we we know what we know what to expect. Look, he
1: has to answer a questionnaire for my wife every week that he comes here. Every time.
0: <laughs> every time and, and it's compl- it's a 100% understandable. Literally the only people I have seen um actively since COVID began here is Randall, his wife and the Amazon guy, <laughs> who is sick of me, sick of you, and I mean, the Amazon guy, uh, I know the UPS guy that does my route. I know the FedEx guy that does my route. They're all sick of me and my packages of all shapes and sizes <laughs> that they have. That they have either had to just that they, just one hand, yeah, through the gate, yeah, or just drag with both hands. <laughs> In the heat to the fucking gate. Just bring it all the way
1: up to the gate. They place. are OD sick of me. I'll get it from you right there. Just drop it there. Sometimes
0: they just lean up against the garage, like fuck it, <laughs> I couldn't make it. Fuck it, <laughs> fuck. Um, all that to say, and I do. And sometimes I, and sometimes when I know, like Amazon's nice enough. They tell you when your shit's ten stops away. Yeah, I'll leave some water out there. You like I'll what? leave a bottle of water, um, a nice packaged uh snack or something. Yep. Uh, just to show I appreciate, cause I, I you know, I, I appreciate my delivery people. We all know Amazon's the evil empire, but the people that work for them are alright. Just be kind, man. Just, just be kind and figure out ways to show grace. Yeah, that's all we're asking.
1: You're not missing anything.
0: Not at all. You ain't missing shit out there. Um, ain't shit going on. Um, song of the week. Um, I don't keep it hip hop enough. on on the song of the week so we're going to go we're going to play some Big Crit Mm. off of the album I can't remember the name of the album Uh, off of the album Forever is a Mighty Long Time this is Big Crit with Bury Me in Gold Mm. Um, pour yourself something get comfortable we're going to have a good show we're going to have a good week as always and we'll be right back with more opinions while black let's Let's go. go
2: All I ever wanted was a gold chain with the gold ring twink and twinkle, cause they gold mine. Candy paint with the gold flakes, they gold, said grin as She smiled with a gold tip I got a gold to be golden like King Tut. Off those pictures, of that gold that would flicker, make it hard to call me nigga, cause the chains ain't the chain they chained us up with. This rope ain't the rope they hanged us up with. 24K gold face with the role. Invisible sick with the grill, this how gold tastes. Joy Sevens golden moment with the gold lace. Go time, gold mine to the gold gates. I die, bury mine in a gold case. Slow down, never mind, it's a gold chase. Going for the gusto in a gold place. Make God forget my sins for a gold space. Because... Yeah, man. had a partner that went gold on the track and field But the gold never shined in our atmosphere Gold bottles, I ain't talking about the champagne Malt liquor sipping gold helped us maintain Hood niggas watching Goldie like that sus Backing up the gold dust with the laws rush Snitching on them golden boys with the gold trust Represented by the lawyers with gold cuffs They order sweet potato with the gold crust At the same restaurant with the gold judge They hate the confidence and shine that the gold gives So we take away your freedom and your golden year the only time you see your go golden tears. Like what good is gold if you never hear? What good is gold that you never will? I hope it pays your way on the golden tears. this song isn't meant to be a glorification of gold But the understanding that even if I could take all of this with me That I'd give it away to get to heaven I'd give it away to see my grandmother again I'd give it away to be in paradise and be at peace with myself Big houses, nice cars and all that stuff cool But it's materialistic things that we strive so hard for as human beings And it's not fulfilling It doesn't take away the pain, it doesn't take away the loss You have to search higher, you have to go higher for that The higher power, the higher energy, and that's what I'm striving for. So in the event that I go and you have to bury me, you can bury me with all these things, and as soon as I see my maker, I will give it all back. I give it all away, because it wasn't nowhere near as important as being in heaven and being at peace. Believe that, though. Believe that, though. Uh Bury me and go <laughs> That's the rapper in me The one to just do the hooking one more time Bury me and go Bury me and go Yeah, yeah, yeah Peace to everybody, man Stay blessed God bless We love y'all
0: And that was Big Crit with "Bury Me in Gold." Love Big Crit, man. That Big Crit is. This is the song that really put me on the Big Crit. Actually, just it was just it was a very kind of southern. It was southern, like I like it, like I like Mm Outkast. But it was also in that Kendrick Cole
1: lane that I like. Big Crit is very much like a, a southern version of J. Cole. Similar type of following, similar type of success. Um, there's a there are a lot of undertones of consciousness in his songs yep. that I think people don't give him enough credit for. Uh, I also believe I believe he's the reincarnation of of uh, Pimp C. Hey, even rest though, in peace, Chad Butler. Even though Pimp C was was alive when he came out, but um, just the same. Yeah, just the same. Like he, I, he's somebody that I really I appreciate him for being who he is as an artist.
0: And it's and I I like and it's that it's my kind it's a southern version of my kind of hip hop because even the the sound is so organic and yeah. the big band sound and the horns and yeah. and I think Thundercat has, I think he's worked with like Thundercat at some point um, anybody that works with Thundercat's all right with me
1: sounds about uh, right
0: Robert Glasper shout out to Robert Glasper yep. there you go Bilal uh, Jill Scott Jill Scott where did he get, man he dug up joy yep <laughs> damn yep man for for you youngsters don't remember joy was that was my shit that 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 triple x song uh. boom 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 oh that was my shit um written by uh d j Khalil okay yeah um yeah he he works with all the right people there's definitely not enough conversations being had about him but he's also not chasing the spotlight in that way. Right. Like some people, wale. <laughs> um so yeah, shout out to Big Crit. Please keep doing your thing. Love you uh love what you're doing. Um Uh to start off, I guess we should get the sad shit out of the way, man. Rest in peace, Huey. Uh rapper the rapper Huey died. Mm. Um so, uh, you if you're in my age bracket, You probably if You were in college You probably remember Pop, lock, and drop it That's where he's from um, Pop, lock, and drop, drop it. it Pop Yeah, that was my shit Um sad to see young people go, man Um they say what happened to him? I didn't uh, When it, When it happened I didn't They didn't have the Toxicology So I'm not sure, actually We can We can at least try to be Informative and drunk um, <laughs> at the same time for a change. Um, when it when when I saw it happen, it was right off the muscle. They didn't have a toxicology thing. Oh, he was shot. Damn, he was killed. Shit, double double shooting near St. Louis. Ew. Fuck. I was not. I I wasn't expecting that answer. I was I was ready for COVID but... at thirty one, bro. Yeah, Fuck I'm Okay yeah I'm sick of this shit I am Um But yeah rest rest in peace Huey Uh whose real name is Lawrence Franks Jr Um Damn man that's What the fuck what the fuck is happening My god Um Rest in peace man rest in peace Um condolences and sympathies to the family to their friends um we're living in a we're living in a weird weird time bro i like actually you know what i'm gonna save that for white people must be stopped i have a, I, I have a i have a kind of real life racist story for that actually okay. um also hurricane chris uh uh another one from the from my from my college days <laughs> Uh, Hurricane Chris was just um, caught up in a second-degree murder in Shreveport. I don't want to put innocence or guilt on any black person. I always, but I always assume when a murder happened in Shreveport, it really happened. You did that shit. I, I always assume you did what you did. Um, Shreveport is just Shreveport is one of the places where people people go to get shot. That's how I feel. Seems like every time something happens on the third coast. <clears throat> Especially in Louisiana,
1: it usually happen in Shreveport. That's how people from Dallas get to Louisiana. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, yeah, because fuck Dallas. Shreveport. Shreveport. is the north. Streetport is the Dallas of Louisiana. Damn.
0: <laughs> I didn't think about it, and that's the God's honest truth. <laughs> I always say because I always use the analogy that Dallas is like the Jersey Shore for for Southern Black people. Shit. Um, the way, the way they sick of dealing with the guidos up there, we're yeah. sick of dealing with niggas in, uh,
1: leather shorts and tall tees. Dallas is the Florida of Texas. Oh. And someone told me yesterday that the United States is the Florida of the world right now. <laughs> yes, it fucking I, is. God damn.
2: <laughs>
1: Florida man
0: has gone worldwide. <laughs>
1: Florida man's in the White
0: House. Real talk. Um. And if he's and and if he's not Trump himself, Trump has him on the payroll. I guarantee it. Yep. Uh, Florida man is like one of these black ops motherfuckers that just that just <laughs> makes weird shit happen all over. Um. Uh, I'll tell you who else sucks. Uh, Texas. Shit. Texas is blowing the COVID, man. Thing. Texas is blowing this
1: pandemic. Like we we had such a great start. Well, let me not say great, but I mean. I remember bragging to people like, man, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that I stay in Houston, man. You know, we got a little bit more space. We're not as population dense true, as, you know, some places like New York and New Jersey, man. The people I, are still moving here. I think, I think we're going to be okay. Blah, blah, blah. And then y'all fucked it up. None of you motherfuckers could stay in the house. Memorial Day weekend, y'all fucked it up.
0: Y'all showed y'all whole black ass. And I'm not even talking about the protest, Because some of y'all trying to blame the protesters. And they actually look like they were out there doing the right things.
1: They actually look like they were out there with masks on. Yeah, so far studies have said that the the spread has not come from. The protests. protests. It's come from the people who had to go to the fucking beach and the, had to go tubing. And had to go into the fucking address. Wall to wall in the ad- Man. Puffin hookah.
0: What the fuck is. Uh, prospect Park. Yeah. I think the only reason the numbers aren't worse than they already are is because fifty fifteen blew up. DL mm-hmm. Hughley, DL Hughley's dumbass. Yeah, I my god. Even What's... though
1: that's not Texas, but let me just like it's
0: still it's still indicative of the overall um, intelligence level we're dealing with as far as people being preventative. Um, and and don't get me wrong, I'm never gonna be as mad at the people as I am going to be at the leadership or lack thereof that put the people in the positions that they're in. Because uh Greg Abbott, our governor, I in my lifetime I never thought I'd see a governor worse than Rick Perry. I wanna slash his wheelchair tires. Um I wanna I I, I wanna push him down the stairs. That's not nice. That's not politically correct, but I, in my head I, There was a scene In an X-Men comic Where where Magneto Pushed Professor X Down the stairs Yeah And it felt like Just the meanest thing You can do to your nemesis And I want to do that To Greg Abbott I hope that's not Ableist or something Um I just Actually, want to do it to him
1: You can sit down And slap the shit out of him
0: I can slap the shit out of him It's true
1: Sit down when you do it though. Oh shit
0: <laughs> Um, backhand, but Greg Abbott has blown this. Um, it took Greg Abbott too long to go into to to issue a stay at home order, and even then, Greg Abbott didn't want to be. He didn't want to do a stay at home order. He did everything he could to avoid it. Right. He he only did it because he didn't. Much like a lot of people, in much like a lot of governors, he just didn't want to be seen not doing it. Right. Um, it was, it, there were some people that got out there early and shut shit down. Pretty sure California is all, is all D way shut down to like September.
1: They they still fucked up too though.
0: Um, and Abbott just didn't want to be seen being last. He didn't want to be seen being behind the wheel, be, uh, behind the time on something. Uh, so it took him too long to do it as it was. It was a half measure of the way he went about it as it was. Um, this goes for Florida as well but we live here so um, and the reopening happened entirely too soon
1: what they didn't realize is that it doesn't matter what percentage you put on the number of people that can gather everybody's going to be at that bitch they were talking 25% and then 50% and 75 Everyone. nobody was percent. counting that everyone was there
0: and nobody's going to be on the honor system keeping up with it either. Nobody's going to be at the beach talking about, "Oh, this looks like a little more than
1: 50%." <laughs> Let me get the fuck up out of here. No one's, no one's no one has a little ticker counter with them going not at all. Not at no. all.
0: And, you know, um most and most of these bars and clubs are usually packed past capacity yep. any, on a good day anyway, especially on the weekends. Um, I'm pretty sure Alley Cat, in normal times, was always packed past capacity. Yeah. Um, I've never seen anywhere where if you wanted to get to one side or the other, you just had to leave out the front door and come back in through through the the back back door. Yep. Hell yeah. Um, so as it is, Th- these capacity issues aren't handled right to begin with. Now you want the same motherfuckers that don't follow capacity that don't follow capacity uh rules to count? Not happening. No. Not no, happening. Not. Nope. And now now he and, and so first of all him reinstating um work search uh work search requirements for unemployment, which means he's trying to get people off of unemployment because the more because the more you have, the more jobs you have to apply for, the more jobs you have to turn down. The more jobs you turn down, the less likely you are to get unemployment. Um, and with that, now he's seeing the, the, the COVID numbers have jumped. I think someone said there were at least 5,000 yesterday.
1: It was, it was 5,000 at, at earlier in the week. Yeah. I can't okay. remember it, Yeah.
0: Five thousand COVID cases in a very in a in a very short amount of time. Um,
1: we definitely set a record.
0: He is blowing this, and let me tell you something. Our our county judge, Lena Hidalgo, who actually I, I got to look at for the first time. She's kind of cute. Um, she looks she looks absolutely sick of this shit.
1: She's tired of y'all.
0: She had a real. She had to have a real come to Jesus meeting where she was like. Why can't y'all do the right thing?
1: And the, the sad part is, and people know this, like the county can give you guidelines on what to do. Excuse me. They just can't enforce it. The state, exactly. The state has to enforce it. So she's out here like, look, y'all. Um, I can
0: beg y'all.
1: Like y'all realize it. Like y'all are looking at the numbers and y'all actually know niggas that are dying every day. And y'all just, y'all just don't want to listen.
0: Y'all refuse to do the right thing. You won't wear a mask. Yep. Um, you, you won't social, you won't socially distance.
1: At some point she's just going to be like, look, man, I told you, all I don't give a fuck. Fuck y'all niggas.
0: Sylvester Turner, the mayor
1: just looks dead inside. Well, ah, this is what I wanted to show you. I know they can't see. It. This is Brighton beach in the UK. Jesus this Christ. Literally thousands of people. This is in London. That's fucking Coachella. Brighton beach in the UK. Yeah, that was just, yeah, when he did this, this get was, this was like Friday or Saturday.
0: Get the fuck out just
1: of here. nobody, nobody can. Once you, and that's the thing, that's the thing, y'all. And that's
0: what he's done now.
1: So he's, so he's, he's, he's shut down the bars. hmm
0: He's keeping the restaurants open F- at 50% capacity, 50%. Yep. which isn't, which is only kind of a half measure because it was at 75.
1: Quite literally a half measure, yeah.
0: Um... And he has he has cancelled all tubing? Yep.
1: Tubing. Tubing. Floating on water. Inner tubes down the river. It's a lot of this time of year, just because I've done it before, there's a shit ton of people out there and it's slow moving. What the fuck? (laughs) And then what are you gonna do about the major metropolitan areas?
0: I have lived here my whole life. And I didn't know tubing was a thing.
1: It's just actually kind of fun.
0: I mean, I'm sure it is. And, you know, once all this shit is over, I'll probably, I think I'll try it. But what the fuck? Like, and, and Abbott is just, it gets worse every time because, so, he's encouraging people to stay home. Yeah. He's encouraging people to stay home. I don't want a governor that encourages me
1: to do shit. I want a governor that issues an executive order. See that's but see that's him saying he wants him to do it, but you know he's afraid that the base is going to be like, well, you told us. Well, no, 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 no. I, I just suggested it. Here's the problem. You want people to stay in, but
0: all essential businesses and restaurants, you want to stay open. If if the if the if the establishments are
1: open at all, people are going to go to them. Period. Yes. And there and, and no one's going to approach that restaurant like I wonder if it's at fifty percent capacity. How how full are you guys right now? I'm gonna stay away. No one cares. You're no one's 30, gonna do that. You're at forty eight percent? Ooh. Oh, I don't want to tip it over. Looks kinda risky. They're gonna be like, What's the wait? 30, 35 minutes. God damn. We'll wait it out. I guess we're here. We'll wait it out. And you wait outside with the line of motherfuckers.
0: All stacked up on each other. Nobody's distancing by six feet. No mask. It's too hot out there. It's it, it's not smart. And then you want people to stay in, and you want and you want to close down businesses, but you want, but you won't, but you're going to reinstate work search requirements to keep people off unemployment, so they're just at home, not making any money, and not paying any bills. It's a whole lot of mixed messaging. Sounds like my last relationship. Mm. Um, it, it, he's blowing this. He's blowing this, and it's only gonna get a lot more people sick. I think the, I think the, the hospital bed capacity is like in the high nineties.
1: I think I, it's like it's like ninety-seven percent. It's it's approaching a rate that we you know need to take a look at. I don't think it's quite as high as as they're alluding to. But, you know, also, we shouldn't have this many people going anyway because y'all should have stayed y'all asses at home. In the fucking house. Um, Most of y'all got backyards. Just catch some sun in the backyard. Real talk. It's not that crucial.
0: It's not that important. Wherever you think you have to be right now because it's summer, it's not that important. You know what makes, you know what makes inside look fun? Megan the Stallion. mm Megan Thee Stallion makes inside look real fun. Every time I look up, she got a new she got a new torque video.
1: So what you're saying is we need a Megan Stat, Megan Thee Stallion inside of every home to keep people at home. Yes.
0: I let me, that, say, let me tell you something. If I could put my Instagram <laughs> up on my TV and just watch Megan videos or her walking around in shorts in the house, I would. Hmm. I swear I would.
1: She had a new song out, by the way. Does she have a video to accompany the song? She has an Instagram video to accompany the Okay. That's all I care about. To me she is a visual artist. Very much so. I don't give a damn about what her music actually sounds like.
0: And and again, that's not to say that her music is bad. We actually I actually like her music. But the visuals help. A lot. Um
1: scroll scroll oh yeah i did see this one yes yes and 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 she's a wonderful artist not that he knew which specific square to go to (laughs) (laughs) yep okay yeah
0: so on a side note i we i didn't i didn't talk about this in uh pre production. There's a lot of action going yeah, on. Yeah it is. Um God that's, is good. That is a Houston woman. My God is an awesome God. <laughs> uh, so on a side note, so you obviously that samples Boys in the Hood. Yeah.
1: Um Easy E's daughter have you heard about this? Okay, this is a song where she got beef with it, with her using the sample. Well okay Megan she doesn't
0: have beef with Megan. Mm-hmm she has so her complaint. Now this is Easy E's, I guess, to put it delicately, illegitimate daughter. Basically, she doesn't have a problem necessarily with Megan doing it, and she say she even said, as long as y'all pay her homage and play in respect to my father, I don't care what you do. Um, she has a problem with the higher ups and the labels and the people that push the go button to clear the sample and she was basically because she's an artist artist herself i believe um she was like i have a problem with the fact that these big names like megan and whoever who i don't have a problem with can get us can get my father's music cleared to 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 record with and i can't i have a huge problem with that which is understandable to a point and it goes into this whole thing between her and this constant war with the legitimate
1: family and the estate. Um, Unfortunately, that's just business. One, that's just business. And, and her father sampled two. Actually, her father sampled her grandfather for Express Yourself. Right. Um, The fact that you can't get it cleared has nothing to do with anything but business well it's part of that and it's part of the fact that the family and the estate
0: don't fuck with her at all and they and it's kind of an ugly little back and forth because i don't know if you i don't know if you saw about this but basically she went on instagram and went on this rant Mm
1: -mm.
0: and she didn't name names per se and was like
1: and was like look um uh, That's for you to dab your face. Ah, no, it's a little, gotcha, gotcha. it's a, it's a little, it's a little warmish in here. Yeah, it is. And um,
0: basically, the family, the the legitimate daughter, was like, "Look, we don't fuck with you. You ain't never come around here. Mm. You ain't never come around here. You ain't never called me. You ain't never come talk to me. We blood, but you ain't family. Which it maybe because I'm old fashioned. It's kind of ugly." And if you don't want now, if you don't want to get a girl no no money, or you don't want to you don't want to clear the song or whatever, don't clear the song. But <laughs> the fact that the girl ain't look, and it's hard to say because we don't want to speak ill of the dead, and you want to remember your and you want to remember your father for all the good things that you remember him that you remember him for. We all like that, but. At the same time, that girl didn't have no say in her legitimacy or non-legitimacy. She just here. That girl ain't got no say in that, so to throw that in her face is kind of
1: nasty. What would be really fucked up is if, like, Jason Mitchell, who played EZE in Boys in the Hood, was able to clear the sample and she couldn't. That would also be fucked up. <laughs> that would be
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um That would be definitely fucked up to them, especially because... Apparently, he has a history of just mm-hmm. being not great, not not nice to women. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I just thought that was kind of, that, that that shit was kind of crazy. And I just, it, seemed, it just, for me, and my answer, I know my answer is all too often, let's all just be nice to each other. But we're going through tough times where somebody you know can come up missing for all kind of reasons. Mm-hmm. And could not be here tomorrow for any given reason. And whether or not this girl whether or not this girl is on the legitimate side, that's why I hate that two family situation. And the fact that at the end of the day you can't be mad at her and it sucks to say, but that's some shit that's some shit that's really on your father. And yep. he's not here to fix it. So you just gotta kinda eat that shit. Just gotta eat it. And it's life is just too short. To defy family any more than it already is, make the best of a not so savory situation I got plenty of family i I have plenty of family to hit you up for money i don't maybe i don't give them maybe I, I do or don't give them any money they can still come over and get a plate you know it just it, it it just it i don't i don't know that whole situation I don't know that man and I don't know those women but that just seems like a nasty situation that doesn't have to be as nasty as it actually is. Having said all that, Megan's new song is actually kind of jamming. I like it. All right. I like it. Uh, I like the rollout for it. Um, and by rollout, you mean that ass. I do, I do indeed mean that ass. Um, Megan Thee Stallion is top five as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Um, Damn. Yeah, she's top five. Mm. Like,
1: On the ass alone
0: Just Man The whole thing The whole thing Is she tall She's like 5'10 Man I love that shit I love that Look Anyway Anyway (laughs) Um This week in performative Allyship There we go Um Now have you heard About So There's been a lot of Um A lot of this kind of Performative allyship In the lane of Like cartoons yeah now what's the what's the shit called central park yeah Kristen Bell was supposed to voice um a character on Central park that is visibly by phenotype a black a black girl yeah um why well, are using these five hundred dollar words on y'all he said phenotype <laughs> I'm just saying we got the bump we got the we we got the a v club blog bump yeah we gotta use that responsibly. You know you gotta, step our game up a little bit.
1: Yeah, this is your uh, this is your second or third episode of opinions while black. We do use big words on here occasionally. It's true, it happens. Um,
0: and so visibly, visibly the girl is black.
1: Um, I guess she's supposed to be biracial. She's biracial. So the fam the 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 central family to the show is a. Black father, white mother, okay. two biracial children, Gotcha. a boy and a girl. Um, it's 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 actually a relatively diverse. Um, now this cast. is the, this is the Bob Burgers people that do this, right? And it's on. I want to say it's on Apple TV. Which okay, is why, so which I'll probably never which watch. Which is why nobody it. ever watches. I'll it. never watch it. But Titus Burgess is on it. Okay. Um, David Diggs, Josh Gad. Shout out to the V Diggs getting it. He getting get this bag lately. Also, Snowpiercer is kind of good. Y'all need. Is to... it? Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm surprised.
0: I've been. I've been skeptical because Snow, the movie was so good. Yeah. And I was like, how do you get a series out of that? I said the same thing. And do we need this?
1: But I will watch anything with Jennifer Connelly in it. It's. It's about. It's about classism. Oh uh, shit! I'm in. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. It's very apropos for the time and. What I what I what I'm glad, and this is not a spoiler. Um, it is its own creature apart from the movie. It's okay. A, so it does not some of some of the mythology does not um, coincide with the movie, and I and I think it's good. Do they still eat insects? They have not. They have not revealed that revealed okay. the the content of the protein bars. Okay. All right. They have not revealed the content of that. Um.
0: So yeah, I'll give that a shot. Yeah. Anyway. Um so yeah, David Diggs is in Central Park, yes?
1: Yes. He's okay. he's also in. There.
0: So, it's a pretty it's a pretty blended cast. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, Kristen Bell will no longer be voicing this biracial character. They're going to get a a black woman most likely. Probably. Um and so once once one space does that, you know, other spaces have to follow suit. Um with that in mind, um, the the white guy who voices Cleveland, on the Cleveland show, quit. It's
1: a little too late for that. I mean...
0: Well, and I I was get to that. He quit. Um, didn't they get Hank
1: Azaria out of there as a poo? Uh, that was yeah years ago.
0: Okay, so they got Hank Azaria out of there, and any of the any of the characters that are no. black or non-white or of color. Um, will not, will no longer be voiced by white people. Yeah, luckily that only affects like two
1: characters. I was saying <laughs> exactly
0: the Simpsons in the most diverse motherfucker.
1: The what planet. they don't realize is that they're not white, they're actually yellow.
0: <laughs> so, here's my thing as it relates to, uh, okay. Um, so here's my thing as it relates to this first of all. I have not watched The Simpsons in maybe 20 years, and I don't know anyone, millennial, Gen Z, or otherwise, who has watched The Simpsons in 20 years. That's about right. I have not watched Family Guy in in probably 10 years. Sounds right. Um, They they just outlasted my interest, um, and everybody else's maybe. I've never watched The Cleveland Show. I refuse. No interest. No interest. I'd never had an interest in that character. I didn't have an interest in that family. Yes, they're black, but I've never found that family interesting. And I've, I I taken I'm not the only person. Um this is great, but it's pandering to an audience that doesn't fuck with you to begin with. Correct. It's it's it's, so, it's like, who is this for? It's for white people to feel good about other white people. Yep. And this on top of... um, You know, they just got rid of it. They just pulled an episode of Community off streaming. Because it had blackface or something? The Dungeons & Dragons episode of Community mm. where Chang yeah. ended up in blackface somehow. Now, I get it. Yeah. Blackface is not something we should encourage... It's not cute, but it also kind of fucked me up because it was the blackface thing and the chain thing was kind of a was kind of an it was kind of a side note to what the actual episode was about. Because right. it was it was basically where Neil was gonna kill himself and Pierce Chevy Chase saved him from suicide. That was the that was the meat of the episode, right. and I, and I am suicide and suicide prevention is a huge is a huge um thing with me. It's a huge topic, and it actually made me notice community. I think it's one of the best. I think it's one of the best episodes they ever did. Yeah. And and when they say blackface, like it's oh yeah, Chang is. Hella blackface. I remember this now. Somebody had to remind me about this episode. Yeah. But now that but now that they have reminded me, this is one of the best episodes they ever did. And it was one of, it was a really good moment for Chevy Chase, who I never liked on that show, and I never liked Chevy Chase in real life. Um and they took there was an episode of Golden Girls like that that had blackface for some reason because mm. Dorothy was dating a a a black man, I believe, at one point.
1: Um, I don't even remember that.
0: Um, they, I believe, they pulled that. Um, and again, it it goes back to who is this for and who is this helping. And I already know Tropic Thunder's next. I know it. And if they, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be so mad if they pull Tropic Thunder because it misses the whole point of Robert right. Downey Jr. being in blackface. Right.
1: Now, if, y- y'all can pull Soul Man anytime y'all are ready.
0: Please, God, pull Soul Man. God damn, I'm Any, so... T-
1: anytime you're ready. With, with
0: bum-ass C. Thomas Howe. Um, a lot of you millennials and Gen Zs might be a little young for that, but Soul Man was... Anyway, don't worry about it. Um, and now they're pulling... They're not, what is it where they say they're not going to say master bedroom anymore?
1: Yeah, so Houston realtors are going to stop saying master bedroom um, in reference to the master bedroom of a home. Um, oh, cool, I still got Tropic Thunder on bootleg. Cool. Um, I, I just, I don't know what term they're going to use anymore. Um, no
0: one cared about that.
1: Yeah, that's that's a little different.
0: No one cared about that, but other white people. Now it's gotten to the point where this is just white people in a circle jerk, trying to fit, trying to determine who's more morally pure. Because black people don't give a fuck. Stop killing us. That's it. You don't have all t- we asked for is for you to stop killing us and to arrest the cops
1: that uh, murdered
0: Breonna Taylor.
1: You know they're going to change the name of Master Lock at some point, probably.
0: My God. To
1: Equality Lock or some shit. What the. Fuck? Just don't fuck with Tron.
0: That's my sh- that's my shit. Don't fuck with Tron, the Master Control program. Don't do that. Um look. Just give us what we asked for. There's a lot of tap dancing around just giving us what the fuck we want. <laughs> just if someone owed you money and they did everything in the world for you except gave you your fucking money, you'd slap the shit out of them. Right. Just give us what the fuck we want. Stop killing us. That's it. Defund the police. And arrest the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. That's not hard. Y'all think it is. Y'all want to make us believe it is, but it's not hard. So yeah, um, have have you? So are you up to speed on this Bubba Wallace thing?
1: I'm I'm as much up to speed as I need to be on anything regarding NASCAR.
0: Okay, so for those of you that know that don't know, uh, Bubba Wallace is a NASCAR driver, or uh, or is um. I like to call it extreme turning left. (laughs) Um, If you've never seen Bubba Wallace, just imagine the Ricky Bobby race car driving version of Blake Griffin. Accurate. And you will have Bubba Wallace. He is a biracial race car driver who, as of last week, I guess, or this past week, found a noose
1: hanging in his garage. Someone in his garage found it. He didn't actually find it himself, but someone on his team who went to open the garage found the noose in there and they they contacted the the fbi
0: man and and it what was the, what was the explanation
1: um that it's a door pull or they thought
0: it was a door pull yeah or something?
1: you know how you know how you know in your garage when you have that one little single rope that you use to pull the garage in case it gets stuck i have uh, a remote control but like sometimes like if the power goes out of the remotest stuff, oh, yeah, you have yeah, to pull you it yourself. Little... The the single non yeah. non noose shaped rope yeah, yeah. that you pull. Yeah. Which which doesn't look like fucking hemp. Yeah, this is this is very, very quite specifically a noose. If you no no one takes that much effort to put a knot into a door pull.
0: It, it this is a no brainer. That is a noose. And let me tell you something. I'm worried personally because is it just me or has all this shit made the racists
1: more racist? Uh, I don't think it makes them more racist. Well, I, I, think, yeah, it gets bolder. Yeah, it definitely emboldens them.
0: They brought back hanging.
1: You know, they they're brought back leaving nooses in
0: people's garage. They're trying to see what they can get away with. They're really testing the waters, and they're, and and testing the waters big time.
1: But. This has also led to a resurgence of these hands.
0: Let me say something. (laughs) At almost four times a week, Randall will send me a new video of someone, some racist, for some reason, starting shit with a black person and getting their ass whooped for it. There was a great one everybody sent me where the where the the woman was, where the white woman was losing her shit at the convenience store, Ooh. and the black woman kept saying,
1: "Say nigga, say nigga one more time, I dare you." Let me and, pause that thought. Let me pause that thought because he's about to make a very important point here. I'm going to give away the game for free to everyone right now. Do it. Um, if you are not from the black community, you can thank me for it later. If a black person ever tells you to say nigga one more time, what you should not do is say nigga one more time. That is a very clear warning that you're about to get these shit beat out of you. You know how we just talked about you about how in the music industry you had to
0: clear a sample? Yeah. Um You saying nigga one more time, when a black person asked you to say nigga one more time, you have cleared your own ass whooping. And the girl show did clear her own ass whooping because the black woman gave her a two piece, a biscuit, (laughs) an extra single breast with mild sauce and hot sauce.
1: And, and and had that shit served on time too. She didn't have to wait for that shit. She didn't have to pull up and a complimentary red beans and rice. She didn't have to wait for somebody to bring that shit out to her. Not at all. They didn't have to drop some fresh wings. Not at all. That shit was ready. Offered her a spicy chicken sandwich before they gave it to her. I mean,
0: beat beat her to the fucking white meat. And there are mil- like there was already kind of an economy for the street fight thing on on social media and on youtube it has turned completely black at this point yeah people are getting in fights with the fucking police yes did you see the one where the white dude uh the where the cop told the white dude to get on the ground and not he got up off the ground beat up the beat up the cop ran in jumped in his cop car and tried to drive away with it yeah yeah no one gives a fuck about the police anymore. We really weren't giving a fuck about the police going into this. We said this last week. That we're not scared of y'all. And it's becoming true. Every time I look up, y'all getting y'all ass whooped. Every time. Every time the police take an L. And, no, actually, no, I'm going to get to that in white yeah. people must be stopped. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, this shit with this shit with Bubba Wallace. Let me tell you, y'all can keep putting nooses in people's in, in people's workplaces and i i think i mentioned this last week on the program uh one of these protesters that said they're lucky that black people are looking for equality and not revenge you've been saying that for years uh that's not gonna last much longer i i, I give it a month at this point i said we were moving into the era of it now it's here I give this a month of white people pulling this shit. There's a whole Instagram thing called Karen's Gone Wild, yeah, and it's just white women losing their fucking
1: shit for nothing. And his partner account, Kevin's Gone Wild. Oh, we're calling them Kevin's. That's that's what I like somebody it. did.
0: Yeah, I like it. We'll call him Kevin's. Um, what else is going on? Oh, have you watched? And I'm amazed that we haven't gotten to this. You know, we usually unpack uh, black content. But everything's been so serious, we kind of didn't. We haven't really gotten around to it much. Mm -hmm. The the HBO show, I May Destroy You. Have you watched that?
1: Yeah, which is, you know, I just I I kind of I kind of watched it because it kind of came on the tail end of the Insecure finale, right? And I was like, let me me check it out because I I like Michaela. Um, I I kind of like chewing gum. It got a little silly for me at times, so I said, let me let me at least watch the pilot. And I was, I was, I was caught. Um, chewing gum. I really like
0: chewing gum. I like Michaela Cole's sense of humor, and I. It didn't look like we were getting that in the previews, but I also didn't know what to expect. So, for those of you that don't know, and this is not really giving away too much of the premise, but Michaela Cole is this writer. Who is kind of this party girl, Mm -hmm. and um, she's well, she's a writer. So I, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say she's blowing the she she's blowing the the publisher's money, but she's a writer on like her first book, so she's blowing the publisher's money. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, and she's going out to have a good time, and basically it all kind of culminates. In her getting drugged and sexually assaulted possibly possibly is what, what it looks like so most far most likely we'll see we'll very see. likely and everything is kind of her coping in the in the wake of that yeah and kind of trying and kind of finding her legs and kind of questioning everything about her life up to this point everything and everybody really and, and everyone and a lot of these people kind of deserve to be questioned um, the best friend is clearly a, the best friend is a good friend, but mm-hmm. with some issues. Yeah. Uh, the homeboy, my man from uh from Yardy. Yeah. Hey, I don't know what to say about hey, him. Hey, that's a wild nigga.
1: He ain't living right.
0: <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. I I could tell from from his homeboy that he wasn't looking. He wasn't yeah. living right because his homeboy ain't worth a damn either. Yeah. Um and. So far, the trajectory of these characters is very interesting. I find I May Destroy You very intriguing because it's haunting. It's haunting because everything's done in a very dark comedy kind of way. And so when the serious things happen, you it doesn't register right away that something serious just happened until you go back and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. And it's scary because for me, the whole process of her realizing that she's drugged, losing hours from the club to getting home, and not realizing that something bad and physical clearly happened to Mm -hmm. you. And that, that you
1: people, almost thought was just a dream. And people that she considers friends may not be looking out in her best interest. At all. This is something that black women have to consider every day. Every day.
0: This is something black women have to consider all the time when they're out and look out for each other. And it makes you reevaluate a lot of things. Like, the whole dating landscape to me now is completely batshit. And a lot of the things that we complain about, just it puts a lot of that into focus for me. And why black women are getting blamed and accused of being defensive and hypersensitive and angry all the time is because they have to consider these things. And it's hard to have a good time when you have to consider all these things every day. And you have to consider who's around you. You have to consider which way you take going home. That's, that's fucking wild. And this show approaches all those things in a way that, that gets you comfortable and makes you feel a sense of security until they just hit you with it. Yes. So that's crazy. That's wild to
1: me. It was good. I good. Mean, it's, it's a really good show. It's very deep, good show. Um, not at all what I expected, but I'm glad that I watched it. I love that black
0: women are doing what Lena Dunham tried to do better than her. Because, you know, people tried to act like Girls was revolutionary. I, w- it, I, I
1: wouldn't know if I never saw it. I, wa-
0: I did. I watched Girls a little bit um, at the time. Um, Girls was basically white post grad white women post grad sheltered white women behaving badly, then you have insecure, which is awkward black girls post grad behaving badly mm-hmm. now you have i may destroy you, which is um black girls in the u k behaving badly dot 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 with consequences <laughs> yes um and i just i i think that they're doing this in a way like I'll give it to her. Girls was artful. Girls was artistic. The look, it was visually artful. Sometimes it questioned a thing or two, but it was mostly artful. This is meaningful. This is a meaningful show. And it does all that while being funny. Because Michaela Cole is just visually, is just like she's got a great sense of visual timing for, for, for comedy. Um. By the way, did you see? We didn't talk about it, but the Insecure finale.
1: I did. Yeah. I, I, thoughts you know, Uh, you know, a couple. Of, I mean, a couple of things that we alluded to in weeks leading up to it. Um, absolutely came true. Yep, absolutely came true. The the suspicion that um, Condola was pregnant. Uh, that was something that came up in a couple of conversations that I had with people. And then one that you called from week one, in that uh, Amanda Seals' character, Tiffany, was definitely suffering from postpartum depression. Uh, 100%. And I was
0: a little surprised at the response, particularly from the men, that um, that kind of went over their heads. And they were like, oh, they, they went around looking for Amanda Seals and nothing was wrong with her. That's not That's not exactly what happened at all. This was the culmination of all that. And the fact that they spent all that time, all night, looking for her, and you could it, as they go to places that she was, you can see the trail of, destru- of self-destruction in her wake. Yep. She went to this place and got plastered. She went to that place and got plastered. She went to the hotel and locked herself in and got plastered. <laughs> yep. um, that is a huge thing, and that's a huge thing that doesn't get talked about enough in the media that women deal with. And it definitely doesn't get talked enough, talked about enough in the black community that that's something that women deal with because we don't deal with mental health seriously enough. Right. So I thought that was a great thing that they did. Um, I think a lot of people were put off that they didn't put a name to it directly. Yeah. But this show
1: is good for that because Nathan. I was gonna say the same thing with Nathan. It wasn't until this season that he actually uttered the words depression. Deb- he said bipolar. Or, or he said it was bo- he, he was said bipolar. bipolar. Okay. So you know, again, and that's that's kind of a, a testament to real life. A lot of times when people are going through things, there's not a name to it until they they're able to understand it or they're ready to talk about it themselves. And even then, sometimes they don't put a,
0: the, the official name to it because that makes it real, right? Um, I think I like the way Insecure has handled these issues. Um, I think low key that con, that Condola is their answer. To the fact that nobody on this show uses condoms ever, ever, um, I was a little surprised at how the women responded. Uh, with Lawrence um, possibly being a, a well being a father on the way, they were like, "Oh, Ethan needs to get rid of him." I, it it kind of it kind of blew me away because men get. Kicked in the nuts all the time for how they talk about single mothers,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which they deserve. Um, uh, how they talk about single mothers and how they and how they treat single mothers like damaged goods, which is horrible. And meanwhile, when it happens to Lawrence, seems like well, a lot of bad shit happens to Lawrence. It's suddenly okay, and it's like, oh well, Ethan needs to go ahead and get rid of him. It's, honestly, I'm just gonna keep it real. Cadola kind of gave him an out. But it's kind of a backhanded out.
1: Yeah. Because to we, me, To me, that felt more like she didn't really want to have that discussion about it. Like, she just wants to be removed from the... She she doesn't want to have, like, the full discussion about where do we go from Where here.
0: that leaves them.
1: So she gave him an out, I think, because she, she doesn't want to think about the possible consequences. Yeah, she was
0: like, him. you know, you can be as involved as you want to or not involved... Um, now, I think she did that knowing what kind of man Lawrence is. Yeah, Lawrence has his faults, but I, he doesn't strike me as a deadbeat dad. Um, he seems like he has a father who would slap the shit out of him. Yeah,
1: for uh, not taking care of his kids. And and Issa has every right to give pause to the situation. Right. So she has every right to say, you know what? Let's 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 figure out where we go from here. This is a lot. I can't. Yeah, I can't give an answer right now. Like That's she, fair. She has every right to do that. That's
0: fair. I'll I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. And, you
1: know, y'all don't y'all don't have to kick Lawrence Hyde to the side just yet, because um, it's, it's fresh news, and as you can tell by his acting in the show, he was he seemed to be as caught off guard by the news as, as she was,
0: and upset as shit. Now, if you want to be mad, at Lawrence, about something, uh, I I can see them being mad at the way he took the news, even though. Even though this was how he responded, because he thought he was done with Condola, and Condola really didn't consider him to be anything but a slide in the first place. Mm. Um, But that's a whole other unpacking to do. I'm not gonna lie to you. If it was me, I might have took that out. I don't. I I don't enjoy. I I don't like kids. I don't like kids. I'm not. I'm I'm not the one for that. Um, I'm always going to take care of my child. There's
1: a slippery slope though.
0: It's a slippery slope, there's, man. There's a slippery slope. You're right.
1: Once you once you once you shoot up the club unprotected, yeah. I mean you're you've
0: And it's gonna be on your conscience. Yeah. And it's gonna be on his conscience.
1: I get it. You're right. Yeah, I, w- I would say don't I'm but, not so
0: quick to say that. You're yeah, right. Yeah. I take that back. I'm not I'm I'm not gonna be so quick to say I took the out.
1: And and that's and that's and that's real because people that I know that have been in that situation before have, have felt that way initially but then have realized that whether it's whether or not it's something that you want to do it's it's not as easy as it seems on paper to make that decision one, one of my very very good friends went through something almost exactly like that years ago where he and his girlfriend broke up and he had moved on for the most part
2: oh boy. and oh boy
1: and at at one point like he was well over like well over her already moved on to someone else and you know about 3 months later she came back was like uh guess what so that last time right before you know we ended it for good yeah i've been pregnant i just i didn't want to tell you about it and you know took a test and everything and it came out came out true And she gave him the option at the time of, you know, whatever you want to decide to do. And even though the two of them had a lot of resentment for each other just because of the way their relationship ended. Right. He grew to understand the responsibility of of his actions. So, you know, that's just to say anybody involved on either side of that discussion. It's not as clear cut as you think it is. You you yeah. may you may say what you want to do. That's true. But once it really hits you, it may be a different story. I agree. It's not as cut and dry. Um Use a condom, yo. Please use condoms. Just
0: don't be it, Lawrence. Wrap it up. And we saw Lawrence already had a scare. Look, if if Isa comes up,
1: if Issa comes up pregnant at the same time next season She
0: almost did fucking with TSA.
1: I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. It, Maybe they're gonna be pregnant at the same time, and then we're really gonna be like Lawrence Hive,
0: bro. This, that, it, it, that's when I will know that the shit has gone out of control. That the right that Natasha and the writers just don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, um, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to uh, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back yep we are black yep we are opinionated most certainly and uh, I'm a little buzzed uh, it's pretty oh, yeah. pretty good Sunday day drinking hours
1: I've been drinking four days in a
0: row now oh boy okay well yep uh, I skipped a day yesterday I went I I, I I worked out I so I so I had a sober mm. uh, fight night you know Saturday's is my yep. UFC night yep um Uh the the black fighters you know i always say i always vote i always root for the black guy or mm-hmm. the guy that's most likely to get pulled over by the police <laughs> and uh shout
1: I'm out to, the sanitizer Sorry. oh
0: shout out to maurice green who had a really good night um basically his career like his job was on the line um I don't know the particulars of that. I don't know what was said to him by Dana.
1: That um, sounds like some Fight Island shit. <laughs> that sounds like
0: some Fight Island shit right there. And he won. He beat that dude's ass, and he was in the he was in the post interview crying. Uh, he could barely get words out. Uh, he had just uh, it was an opportunity for him to move it, to move his his wife and kids. Damn. Um. We're really fighting for survival out here. <laughs> real talk, man. It's getting rough out here, and it, there's been a few, there's been a few <laughs> interviews like that actually, where somebody was, was well, somebody lost, but they had a good fight, and then you know DC was like, you know, man, it was like, you know, well that was a that was a really that was a really good fight, and I think there's something in it for you there. He's like, man, I gotta go to work on Monday, man. I'm trying to get this money, bro.
1: You know, COVID got us fighting to eat for real, <laughs> You ain't never lying. God
0: damn. Uh, by the way. I have to say, Maurice Green is at least a top ten blackest name I've ever heard <laughs> ever.
1: Maurice.
0: Maurice Green, you, there's no question that that's a black that's a black man. Yeah. Um, it's time for white people must be stopped. It's a great time for white people must be stopped because white white people are being stopped everywhere. <laughs> Every day. Every day, all these ass whooping videos.
1: White people are being stood up to, and look, y'all—it's not gratuitous ass whippings. These are all called for ass whippings. I mean, they're they're called for, but a couple of them are still gratuitous. I mean, but but they, they just for. deserve the gratuitous. Yeah, they just deserve it. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: let's see, I have a submission here from uh, Leticia Swanson. What up? What up, Leticia? Um, she sent us this. Um, it's a it's an article. I honestly don't even have to read the article. I can just give you the headline. Home debate: Do you rinse the soap off your dishes after they've been washed?
1: Is that a is that a real question? That's a question.
0: I, Only white people are doing this. And I think that's why they sent it to me
1: because only white people are doing this. They don't rinse the soap off the dishes.
0: I'm gonna let's see. A random question posted uh-huh. in a popular New Zealand Facebook group for women has kicked off an age-old house household debate. Uh, it, as a matter of fact, I'm not even gonna read this any further because that's not an age-old debate. Like, so what do among you among who? What do you do? What do you do with the soap? Nobody's debating this. You just have crusted up soap on your dishes. I don't. I don't get that.
1: The soap doesn't just fall off because you put it on the drying rack. I understand. Yeah, I understand. Y'all don't wash y'all's meat before you cook it. That's. I mean, that that is what it is. I kind of. I only kind of understand that. Yeah, but so you just see soap on your dish, and you just like, I'm good. And even then, the CDC stepped in on the washing
0: meat thing. There's no debate here. Only white people are doing this.
1: You ain't never had your mama whoop your ass for not thoroughly washing and rinsing those dishes?
0: I'm going to start... When I go to eat at white people's houses, I'm going to start bringing paper plates. Yes. Just put it on the plate.
1: I got I got one better for you. Don't eat at white people's houses. Don't eat at white people's houses. Because you got to bring your own seasoning. Oh. You got to bring your own hand soap.
0: Yeah. Cause I don't know what the fuck soap they're using. I don't trust like the the Bath and Body Works. Well, no, Bath and Body Works is actually kind of bomb. Never mind. I'll, I'll take that one back. Their hand sanitizer. I don't. I kind of almost don't trust. I can't trust things with gl- with 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 seventy percent glitter in it. Yeah, your
1: shit shining when you when you finish washing. Three percent alcohol. Get the fuck out of here. What? What the fuck? My mother used to make me go back and rewash every dish if one of those dishes had soap residue on it. it that's that's not up for debate. Yeah, it's not. Wash I, your dish. Somebody had to have been trolling. That's a troll. They had to have been trolling. That's a troll. That's a, that's
0: a they say New Zealand. That seems like some shit they do over there. Um let me tell you, okay. I have a real life racist thing. Okay. Um so recently a friend of mine um her mother's house was shot at mm. or was caught in the middle of a drive by and it's crazy I went over there and it's actually like things like this don't happen in my neighborhood usually yeah and so this is like you know I live by Madison High School All right her neighborhood is the old neighborhood, Pam, uh, Pamela Heights or whatever, on the other side mm-hmm. of Madison, like off of White Heather and all that. Yeah, yep.
1: So, Karen Clark, I know the, I know my, I know my city. Y'all. You know
0: the Clark, okay. Um, so I went over there with her, and to just assess the damage. She's staying she staying with her friend and her friend's husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went over there. And she was looking. She was over there assessing the damage. The gunshot went through the window and hit right where her mother usually sits to watch TV. Mm. And uh, now a lot of the out, a lot of the exterior is brick, so it wasn't like the inside of the house was all shot up. They talked to the police, and the police said that these were people who had been that these they suspected some people that had been joyriding. They have been doing this other places in the neighborhood. Here's my thing. If this has happened before, if it's a pattern, why the fuck aren't you telling anyone? Why is the first time somebody hears some shit about that have to be when it happens to them? Look, man. What the fuck are the police doing anymore? Letting the animals just kill each other?
1: Same neighborhood right letting us kill yeah same neighborhood remember there were two weeks in a row that we were riding home from recording it got pulled and, over pulled over because my tag was like a week expired two two times in the same neighborhood, and they came, almost on the same block same and they, they no actually it was two different streets. they came out of nowhere both times man so you're telling me let me tell y'all something look y'all,
0: defund the fucking police defund the police defund the police let that be a public service announcement defund the police i'm gonna say it again defund the fucking police because what are they doing what are they doing i can i so i can just get shot at and i my people can get shot at in my neighborhood and i don't get to know about it until it happens to me because I wouldn't know about it now had it not happened to her. That's crazy. And, the, and and she wouldn't know about it had she not asked about
1: suspects. They were too busy trying to get me for a, an inspection speaking, sticker. Man, get the fuck. And didn't do shit either time. Both times they were just like, okay, have a good day. Dear
0: Chief Acevedo, fuck you. Suck my dick. Really. I can't stress that enough. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck your whole job description. Fuck everybody that's ever worked under you. Fuck you. Eat a dick. Defund the police. Defund the police. Honestly, and that's, a, it, I was just about to say punch him in the face. That's another thing we have to go ahead and talk about while we're here. What are we looking like? Okay. We're we good. We're fine. Um, that's another thing we have to talk about. So there's this nigga on Instagram, I guess. Yeah, or maybe TikTok or whatever. Whatever. We don't know his name. In anyway, we don't know his name. It doesn't matter. It was this nigga who um, apparently he's a he was an off duty cop, and he was in the gym feeling himself. You can tell he was feeling himself because he want he kept he, he kept maintaining that one angle.
1: He was literally feeling himself. He was like checking out his own muscles and shit.
0: You know, he had just down three three bottles of Muscle Milk. Um and he was like, "Look, a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all on the street be telling police officers to take off their gun and to take off their badge, and we can fight for real, thinking that we can, thinking that, thinking that they can't fight." He was like, "I tell you what, I'll sign a waiver, and you sign a waiver, and we can fight. For, we can get in the, we can get in the ring and fight for real. You go sign a waiver against me, mm-hmm. thinking he Diesel. First he, of all, nigga, you not that Diesel." Niggas know how angles on social media work, too. He had that energy. He he had that energy. Energy. He was ready to go. First of all, I'm going to just say it. If anybody knows that nigga, if anybody knows that nigga's information, send me the waiver. I'll fight him. Send me the waiver. I mean that. Dudes lift weights
1: thinking that they can hit. That shit.
0: Nigga, just because you lift weights don't mean you ain't a fucking pussy. One has nothing to do with the other. You can still get your ass whooped out here. I, I watch UFC. I have seen the bigger nigga get taken L. Um, and so he did not keep the same energy because <laughs> Shortly thereafter. <laughs> Twenty-four hours later. <laughs> this nigga does a video. It's like Okay, look, y'all. Y'all start sending me these videos. I start talking about sign a waiver, we can fight. Y'all start sending me these videos. Uh, y'all start sending me shit from people from from bouncers and niggas that been, that been big UFC fighters for like three hundred years. Look, look, all I look, all y'all just want to fight me because of what I do for a living. Y'all supposed to want to fight me because you have a problem with me, okay? I didn't do nothing to y'all.
1: This sound like a whole different nigga. And you know, I didn't I didn't I didn't say for y'all to be sending like professional, like semi-professional fighters over to me. You know, I didn't I didn't really ask for all that. Um I think y'all just kinda going over over overboard with it. Somebody called
0: him on social media, somebody called him coochie. Wow. They didn't call him a pussy, they called him coochie. Wow. That's the ultimate L. Wow. Cause if somebody called me if somebody called me coochie to my face we're in a fight just, we just gotta, wait the fuck a waiver we're in a fight we just got to go right there that that's that is the epitome even at even in my thirties that's the epitome of fighting words and you know I mean he earned it so fuck him and fucking and fuck him for 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 making that the focus of why people are approaching him. That's my problem with it is that you're so worried about what people are saying to you, you're not worried
1: about why. And by the way, this was a black dude, y'all.
0: This was a nigga. This
1: is a black dude in the, in the middle of in the middle of everything that's going on, and and black people trying to you know be heard and reasoned with. Um, this is a black dude challenging other people to a fist fight because he wants Dana White's attention. He don't want that.
0: No, send his ass yeah. out to Fight Island his ass out the fight island. He come back. He come back looking, looking like, uh, looking like on that
1: episode of Martin when Martin got beat up by Tommy the Hitman Hearn. Yeah, and there was a third video somewhere of him dancing like a Chippendales dancer. So you know, yeah, he got man, heads. that
0: nigga was body rolling in his house. So yeah. we know this nigga's a whole
1: bitch. Yeah.
0: Um. And really, that's all I got this week uh, for that. Uh, send your racist stories your real-life races encounters along with your listener letters, your questions for myself, D. Randall, or any of our guests, please send those to opinionswhileblack@gmail.com at gmail.com or log on to opinionswhileblack.com where you can find all of our social media information on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We'll be right back with the uh, final block uh, with your listener letters and the top three STFUs. You're listening to Houston's Most Savage Podcast. Pour up. Hello. And we are back. We are black. Oh. We are opinionated. Yes, love. And I am feeling pretty good about life actually. I feel great, man. Feel I've, good.
1: I'm I've, glad they be here. I've drunk more consistently than I've exercised this week.
0: I've <laughs> <laughs> <clears> been <throat> I have mean, to admit I've been getting it in. I've actually, despite the the date the the two days a week of drinking, um, have actually seen some results. So I'm very happy about that. Um yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm finding a balance. I'm finding a balance, and even then, Friday is margarita night. I call it Firewater Friday. Mm. Um, I saw you sipping. Um, shots. Fridays are for shots and margaritas. So when I actually get back to having a regular job, I want to put a Friday evening aside for um, my patented margaritas, which I'm just going to call Firewater. Um... It's time for your listener letters. Mm. Uh we have we have a few listener letters actually. Um bringing them up via I got one via Facebook. I got two via Facebook and one sent me a text.
1: Uh you had one? I got one. You want to get yours off? Yeah, I'll, I'll go into it. And, then, and this one uh this one actually came right before we started recording today and it wasn't necessarily directed to me as a question for the show. But I think it's a question that um, is apropos for what we're talking about right now. Um, a friend of mine is working with a partner to bring a product to market, mm-hmm. um, and in doing so, they they are approaching other corporations um, to purchase or license this product that they're bringing to market. Sure. One of the the approaches that they started taking recently is. Uh, with all the corporations over the last, you know, couple of weeks, uh, expressing their sentiments to opening their doors to more um, products and services from not just people of color but black people in particular, they are both, both of whom are black, are approaching some of these corporations and using that as an end to, as an in, to have these types of conversations with them, like. Okay, since you're since you're looking to open your doors more to black people and their products and services, here's what we have. Now, this friend of mine has come under and I'm going to use the term loosely, some scrutiny from some friends of theirs. Uh, Friends who say things like, why are you trying to profit and come up off of the guilt of white people? So that friend texted me right before this to ask me, like, is that wrong? Is, is, is that really what I'm doing? Am I trying to come up off, off of white guilt? And, and, I, and I said, look. What else should we be doing off of white guilt? This is not like some of these, these Twitter posts and Instagram posts that I've seen of people who have been saying, I'm going to tell all my white friends to send me a Venmo payment, you know, exactly. out of guilt forever. Like, this isn't that kind of shit. This is commerce. This is very much like, look, all of these companies are are admitting that they have not done right by by black people and working with them in the past. So this is you taking advantage of a situation in which they're saying we are opening our doors to this. Let's talk about it, because guess what? If 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 that sentiment was not out there now these same companies would be keeping their door closed to you. So you'd be a fool to not call them to the carpet. Be like, all right, since this is what you're talking about, let's do business. Let's see what's up. Let's see what's happening. So no, you're not, you're not, it's not coming up. You're doing business. As you said, this is commerce. We're doing business. But since your mission statement now says that this is what you're about, I am going to utilize this to my benefit as a person of commerce. This is the bag that people keep talking about. Right. This is, but and the same people who are
0: complaining about that are the same people who who waiting on reparations to happen. Right. I don't see what uh, I don't see what else I'm supposed to be doing with white guilt. Definitely not taking it seriously if it's just if it's just lip service. What the fuck else am I supposed to do? This this is the bag we have been waiting for. Right. Because I'm I'm telling you right now, if somebody comes up to us. Talking about, uh, uh, we're we're looking to invest in opinions while black, hmm. uh, because because <laughs> we're looking
1: to give y'all the same deal we got. We gave Joe Rogan. We taking the Joe Rogan money. Shit,
0: get the fuck out of here! Are you kidding me? By the way, somebody on Twitter said that Joe Rogan was just white Charlemagne, and I have not stopped laughing that since. Is, wow, that is apropos. Wow, that that is the god's honest truth. Except and i made this distinction joe rogan seems like he might actually that he like he actually does a little bit of research <laughs> about the people he's talking to he's read a book he's read a book other than his own um so yeah anyway I, that's the, that's the bag we've been looking for yeah
1: tell your friend do, don't ever let anybody guilt you out of the bag and when this when this moment in time when this branding opportunity for these businesses is over that door is going to close again, y'all. Just, exactly. Just so you know. Exactly. So the- and,
0: and, and it's not, you know, I'm always talking about how capitalism gets the best of us and this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. It, but I am also not blind to the fact that until we come up with a better way to live, we have to make our way in the in the society that we've been given. Yep. We just have to be conscious of not internalizing it and letting, us, letting it define our worth. Having said that. Always take the bag from white people who feel guilty always mm. every time mm. if a white person feels guilty enough to just hand you the bag, you take it and you run. look
1: and see what's in the bag first though I mean yes, of course, check yeah. it, check for die packs. No, because I'm not going to get just, into that. I'm not going to get into those. Because I would say Native Americans got smallpox and pillows. Real and, talk. And blankets.
0: So Real was, talk. So. Uh, d- vi- tell them to Venmo you the bag. Yeah,
1: make, make sure the check, clears. Yeah, yeah.
0: Always check the bag. Um, actually, that's the name of this episode, The Bag. Okay. L. Um, Llewellyn James asked us. By the way, thank your friend. L. Um, Llewellyn James asked us. Here's a completely bizarre hypothetical. Please forgive me, I work as a writer. I do too, so I like bizarre hypotheticals. Um, If, in an effort to provide some pittance of reparations for slavery, people of African descent in the United States were given the option of one, $20,000 tax-free for the next five years, or two, three genetically engineered, personal indentured servants, be they robotic or humanoid, uh, that they could individually use in any way they see fit, including leasing them to corporations for labor with the hourly wages earned by said laborers being something that the African descendant owners would be the sole beneficiary of. Uh, what would Which do you think would be preferable? Um, I'm going to go ahead. Um, I can already guess what Randall's going to say. I'm going to go ahead and take the money because having a engineered indentured servant is how we got Blade Runner. And them and them motherfuckers when they figured out what the game
1: was went buck wild. Also, that's all. That's also how you have black people today. This is also how you have black people today. And I,
0: I can't think of a black person that would do to another person or another sentient being what was done to them. And if you do, and if you do find somebody who would do that, check them. They probably a piece of shit. Yeah. Um I I read enough sci-fi and I watch enough sci-fi uh growing up to know that this is how we got Blade Runner. Um Roger Howard and them started going Buck Wild when they <laughs> figured out what the game was. This is how we got The Terminator.
1: This is how we got Westworld.
0: This is literally the prequel to The Matrix. If you watch the Animatrix Matrix, yep. This is literally the prequel. Uh, and then they blackened out the sun, and no, we blackened out the sun. Skynet, Skynet started all that bullshit. And they plugged us in. Yeah, no, I, no, fuck that. Give me the money. First of all, twenty thousand dollars a year is is vastly more than what I make in a year, by leaps and bounds. Uh, so give me the money. I can do a lot with that. I can get my house painted. Um, thank you, Elwell and James, for your. Interesting. People are really trying to make us think about this shit, uh, knowing we've been drinking.
1: That's what I'm saying. Y'all, it, then the drinks are not getting weaker. It, you know,
0: I, I I said last week, they trying to get us to step our game up. Shit. The bump, the bump has increased listenership, and the increased listenership, we gotta step our game up. Challenge accepted. Okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Keith Cooper asks if you have ten minutes to get in a room and beat somebody's ass today. Who would it be, and you can't pick Trump because that's an easy one, or at least the type of person. If this is too straightforward, um, uh, and <laughs> Xavier Hunter actually commented under it, and he was like, "Why do I get the feeling it's either Derek Jackson or Tariq Nasheed?" First of all, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fight Tariq Nasheed. That's too easy. <laughs> Nobody with a. I've never met anybody with a head shape like that that can fight. Wow. Um, Derek Jackson. Okay, there's two answers to this. The first one, Xavier's right. It's Derek Jackson. Um, if I ever see this nigga on the street, I want to fight him. I want to beat the brakes off this nigga. Damn. Real talk. I want to push him down the stairs and tell people I did it. Um, I, I want I want to do something that I've seen. I want to do something horrible that I've seen on an episode of ridiculousness, like that kind of thing. Um, push him off a ladder or something. Um because fuck Derek Jackson. If you've never listened to this show before, the reason I wanna fight Derek Jackson is because um I think he's a fraud. I think he's just paying lip service. I think all the things that he says um, he wants for black women. He doesn't really mean that shit. Mm. I think I don't think he's invested in the solution. I think he's invested in keeping it in keeping the problems going and keeping us fighting about them because that's how he sells books. That's how he gets views. You don't get views out of out of the solution. You exactly. get views out of keeping the problem going. Exactly. It's just like medicine in America. Yeah, exactly. There's always going to be more profit in the suffering. Um, I think so. Yeah. I think he's a fake. I think he's a phony. I think he's a whole bitch. Um... There's a second person whose ass I want to beat. This week, I got into it with a uh, someone on social media about how I feel like college, like I said before, how I think college is a money pit. Um, it was a young lady. I was respectful. I didn't call her out her name. She disrespected me a little bit and condescended and was a little dismissive of me. Uh, so I did clap back. No way... Nowhere in this argument did it have anything to do with the fact that she was a woman. It had to it had to do with the fact that she insulted me. Um, I don't care if you have a differing opinion, but if you can't get your opinion off without insulting me and I ain't do shit to you, we're going to have a problem. And some nigga eventually, because the internet is the internet, jumps in the conversation and says, Male Fragility.
1: Oh, they hit you with that.
0: Nowhere in this conversation... I call this woman out her name I it doesn't have to do with the fact that she's a woman it has to do with the fact that um, she was advocating for the class divide everybody who knows me and knows the amount of work that I do as it pertains to the protection of black women in this country and for him to jump his pussy pandering ass on the on the line and say male fragility if I ever see this nigga on the street, I'm going to beat the living, unholy fuck out of him. Damn. I remember his name and everything. I'm not going to put it out there on this on this, on this this platform. But um, it should be known. If I ever see that nigga... I don't have a problem with the woman I disagreed with. I don't have a problem with the woman whose post it was originally who I also disagreed with. Not at all. Um, because we're just in a different class and... They're talking about things that I'm clearly not talking about. But the, but the dude who wanted to capitalize off of that moment and gender something that had nothing to do with gender, I'm going to beat the living shit out, out of you. <laughs> Real talk. I'm going to beat the living fuck out of you. And don't ever question, what I, and don't ever question me for, for uh, my feelings on the protection of black women. Don't ever, don't ever question my advocacy in this, in this community. Everybody knows me. Everybody knows what I do. Don't ever question me in your life, bars. I'll beat the shit out of you, bars. Um, so yeah, 10 minutes wouldn't take me 10 minutes. Damn. He he looked like he can't fight. I'm not going to put his name out there, but anybody with that last name can't fight. Um Oh, uh, oh yeah, we had a we had a submission from Euphonic. Okay. Uh a, a friend of the show, <laughs> he has been show. quarantining, never made it to China, did he? Um, his recruiter is is they're they're staying in touch, yeah. but there's another outbreak going on over there. Yeah, um, where he's supposed to be leaving sooner than later, but okay. they actually have a timeline for this one. That, so
1: that's if they you know don't permanently ban people from Texas. You know you know New York has banned incoming flights from Texas. No, <laughs> like. Like legit. I, I saw that shit yesterday. I'm
0: so upset too. Cause I really want this shit to die down so I could go. Nope. So I could go in September for my birthday. Um
1: I miss Brooklyn so bad. But well, guess what? New York imposes travel restrictions on visitors from Texas. That's
0: some bullshit. <laughs> I'm so mad. Man,
1: they lumped us into the same class as Detroit and Florida. We were on a travel ban. Man, get the fuck... I'm so mad. But here... Well, actually, it may not be bad. If you travel to New York, you have to quarantine for 14 days. I could do that. I could do that, yeah. Yeah. The the idea is for me to be there for two weeks anyway. Yeah. I can do that. That's if they let you in, though.
0: Yeah, if they let me in, I can do that. And then, you know, I can... Yeah, that's fine. Um pays black listener letter from Euphonic uh, what's good King salute I usually don't do this uh, but I find myself struggling to keep two hands on the wheel so to speak so I have a, so I have a, a question how do you two feel one how do you two feel about uh, commercials using real time problems to sell things our pain our fear and how products are the solution buy this thing I can answer that one right now the answer is um, that's the way it's always been that's capitalism, that's free market capitalism in this country. They profit off of our fear. It's just, we don't have anywhere to go and we don't have shit to do, so there's a laser focus on it it's more obvious than ever. Because <clears throat> in the era of social distancing, this is changing the entire landscape for how we interact with each other, this is changing the entire landscape for how we communicate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's more obvious than ever. And so companies are looking for ways to innovate within that space and get ahead of the changing landscape. But this is nothing new. The media and... You're always going to be sold something out of fear. I see it on Kickstarter. I I love perusing Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Um, I just see people innovating, making new kinds of face masks and PPE. One of those look look flying. I might actually invest in it, but they're doing that. They're making different kinds of PPE. Etsy has um, Etsy has a bunch of different uh, handmade face masks yeah. with different designs on them. Um, this is changing the entire landscape, and people are just working with. It. I, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna be mad at a company for uh, trying to stay in the business of making money, and Also, these companies that want to get super black and have all these uh, uh, anti-racism qualifications now, be not mistaken. They're not doing this because they care. They're doing this because it is a business's job to stay profitable and to stay far away from legal blowback. Yes. That's all they're doing. That's it. And so when you see these things you see it everywhere now you see it on you see it on the streaming services on netflix they'll say we got some black
1: shit for you now there's there's an actual black lives matter category so just as an experiment uh i think it was like last week a couple of weeks ago i created my well it was an experiment i created my own profile on our netflix account okay because my wife is going crazy watching shit and fucking up the algorithm <laughs> Okay. Now, without me having viewed a single thing under this profile, okay, everything on that front page was it was black. Everything was black to the point where I see a lot of black shit. To the point where Spencer Confidential, which I think stars Marky Mark Marky or whatever, Mark. they didn't have his photo on there. They had Winston Duke's Winston photo. Duke. On there. And I was like, "That's interesting." I see
0: Uncut Gems it, has KG on there. Right.
1: Uncut Gems has Kevin Garnett on there. And when I switched back to my to my wife's account, which has more, you know, she obviously has some some algorithm shit kicking in there. The same, the very same programming had different photos on there, and I just thought that that was pretty uh, not not unexpected, but I I, I fully understood I where mean, it was coming from.
0: Technically, this is technically what we wanted. Right. We're 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 profitable. We're profitable. See. Oh, that, the new Spike Joint, the uh, Black Lives Matter collection. Yes, okay. It's from the Black Lives have Matter. Have you watched the new Spike Joint? I have not. Okay. Um uh, he has another part to this. Uh two, how are you guys handling the beginnings of this dystopian novel?
1: Well, I was born black. I that's was when born the, black. That's so. when the novel began.
0: That's so yeah, uh it, we 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 were born in dystopia. This is this is just the the, the those mid seasons where the, where the, they switch showrunners and they're just trying shit.
1: This is this is definitely the sweep season right now. This Absolutely. is def- they're definitely going for ratings right now. Um, they
0: wrote Murder Hornets into the shit <laughs> and then you ain't heard from and then you ain't heard from them again they just wrote them off and
1: you know this weekend was supposed we were supposed to have the Saharan dust cloud
0: the dust cloud was supposed to randomly show up and they yeah. just wrote that out the Well
1: the, you know the rain came through they act- oh, yeah, they hit right. the wrong button for the Truman show and it got it gave right, us rain Right So yeah we were supposed to get Saharan dust fucking us up this weekend This just reminded me that he's he's scrolling through his Netflix uh I forgot how fine everybody on Dear White People is all the women let me see if this is part of black lives matter collection now
0: i bet it is it's got to be i went too far hold
1: on well it was there before black lives matter was a thing so you know they might maybe when they maybe when the new season starts probably so um so yeah we we were already prepared for this
0: and we're 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 both guys that like that like sci-fi we're read up we know we read comic books we know how this goes um this is just the beginning of the fall of the republic by the way Um, And three, do y'all really feel change is happening? Because if I'm being honest, I think they're just trying to pacify us. Um, Separate thing, both things can be true. They can be pacifying us, and real change can be happening. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think that there are things that cannot be swept back under the rug again.
1: I think so I think in terms of action, I think action, the, the the types of actions that companies are taking right now are not going to be permanent. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, this is a moment, as you mentioned, this going back to the previous couple of months when every commercial was about COVID. And and now that Black Lives Matter is at the forefront of everything, everyone is saying Black Lives Matter. Obviously, this is a branding moment for a lot of them. They, they've been losing business and they, they don't want to fall completely off the map so they have to appear sympathetic to a certain extent. So in terms of their actions, their actions are going to be dictated by whatever the prevailing conversation is.
0: And you don't want to be caught with your pants down not right. catering to black
1: people either. But what but what has so if there is one thing that has the potential to be a lasting change, it is now the transparency and awareness that has come with this moment. Right. So a lot of companies have a lot of companies have willingly themselves Put forth what their executive boards look like and what changes need to be made, so that awareness and that transparency is the one thing that you can't put back in the bag and it's something that we can use as a calling card from now on and and not just not just for black people but just for representation in general um there but you know this is still pride month, so there's still a lot of uh there's still a lot of conversations centered around um you know queer rights right as well right and you know there was you know there was legislation passed earlier this month um that prohibits employers from discriminating on people based on their um sexual preference and sexual identity which was a huge thing for like two days but that's also one of those things that you can't put back in the bag um so yeah the you know the my short answer to your question is it's yes to no the awareness and the transparency is out there now right but as far as a lasting action you know that that remains to be seen if, if there was some type of huge natural disaster next week all the branding would point towards that exactly and, you know, Facts. so it, it goes wherever the wherever the the overall conversation goes
0: and that's just how capitalism and commerce works
1: i need um, to catch up on narcos
0: I, I'm gonna try again with Narcos, man. It, 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 I, I watched the first couple episodes a while, a long while back, and just it, it 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 didn't curl all the way for me. Yeah. Um. I'll try it again. I got a few things I'm gonna try. Um. Uh, I've been making use of all of the streaming services. Um. It's time for the top three STFUs. Ooh, yeah. Who are the top three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Uh. We have a runner-up this week. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our runner-up just barely m- didn't make the cut. Uh, Mr. Kasim Dean, a.k.a. Oh. Swiss Beats. Swiss Weeks. Uh, Swiss Beats out here just talking shit about Drake. Mm. Called Drake a pussy. Okay. Um. And, it, it, I don't, I, I still don't understand why exactly he called Drake a pussy. He, he was talking to Buster Rhymes on live. Mm-hmm. And it, it, the the short version is there's a there's a song out there that got leaked out there that was a, a J. Dilla beat with a Drake and Buster Rhymes on it. It's actually pretty good. It's called Stay Down. Mm-hmm. We'll probably hear it on one of these little B-side compilations he likes to do. Um, And Bust was talking about why this didn't get rotation or why this didn't make it to the it air. Ne- it never
1: got released. Never got released.
0: It's which, actually a pretty good song. Which
1: happens... All the time. All man. the time. Every day. Every album that is ever made has music that has not been released. Exactly. Um, we know this because Drake
0: has gotten real good at dropping little B-side compilations now. Um, and basically, Buster Ross Bust, Bust was really trying not to have, have smoke about it. He was just explaining that this is something that happens. Yep. Swiss Beats had to go to Extra Mile and
1: call Drake a pussy. Yeah. For not releasing the song... And I'm pretty sure Jay Prince was on the phone 10 minutes later. You saw Buster Rhymes' face. Buster Rhymes turned away like, oh. I ain't in that. Hey, man. You got to handle that shit by what's, yourself. What's the weather like today?
0: Basically, since Swiss Beats uh, got, got back in the main, in the limelight with this fucking uh, Versus shit, and, you know, because he's like the co-founder, um, He's been saying a lot of stupid shit that nobody asked him for. A lot. Man, he told Janet Jackson. Talking about Janet Jackson doesn't have the the catalog to do a versus. Man, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Um, stay dealing with your blended family and shut the fuck up. Just wow. stop. Um, number three. Be Simone. Be Simone, swear, she is just slouching that nine to five that she doesn't that she doesn't want so badly, um, B. Simone basically said, um, basically basically B. Simone said some uh, transphobic shit on an age old episode of horrible decisions. I'm so mad that she got Mandy and Weezy caught up mm. in this. Um, she called the LGBT community the lettuce bacon tomato community. <laughs> wow. That's wild. <laughs> That's wild just by itself. Oh man! Um, not only that, she referred to her best one of her best friends as a tranny. Mm. We don't say that anymore. We don't say it anymore. That's derogatory. And uh, apparently, nobody told her. Now, horrible. Now, Mandy and Weezy from horrible decisions. Shout to them kinda went under fire a little bit for it, but this was you have to understand they're an episode like they're they're one of these sex positive podcasts and they're very they're in episode like one seventy something. This was episode six. Oh shit. So this was years ago. And they they have been very vocal about their about their views and about their understanding of uh what it is to be transgender evolving. Right. And they apologized for it not long after that episode. And they apologized for it again. B. Simone has not. Um, I wouldn't say they threw her under the bus. I would say that she has to do her own work. <laughs> <coughs> and I'm pretty sure she hasn't apologized because she. I hope she's seen now that any that time she
1: opens her mouth, she makes the thing worse. I, I began this month not knowing who she was. And for the last three weeks, she's been canceled each week. For
0: oh, she's out. She's she, got to be out of it this time. She
1: she came out the gate running. On the let
0: the look. The LGBT they don't play that shit. When you're out of there, you're the fuck out of there. Now hopefully, now thankfully, the horrible decisions girls have proof that their views have evolved, mm-hmm. um, and they've been advocates and they've put their money where their mouth is. They always do. Um, and they have their hive. Beast Simone doesn't really have a hive. She ain't
1: got enough bees. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck <freak> is she?
0: <laughs> you know, um... Semi-funny person number six on Wildin' Out doesn't have a hive. Um... Just go away. We we gave this... I'm not gonna... I wish she would go away forever. But, y'all seem to like her. So, I'm just gonna say... Um... Like like we did with Killer Mike. Just take a break. Take a break. Handle your current plagiarism lawsuit. <laughs> uh, go away. Stay quiet for a while. Come back with some new content. Come back on the new season of While and Out. And maybe once you do the work and actually convey that you understand what it is to be a trans person and that your and that your thoughts and views aren't stuck in 2008. Maybe people will forgive you. Until uh, then. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, please. Uh number 2, Anthony Mackey. Really? Well, Anthony Mackey's kind of a weirdo. He's always been kind of a weirdo. Yeah. So recently, Anthony Mackie was talking about diversity in the Marvel Universe and diversity in movies. Um, he, so he was talking about uh, diversity as it relates to the Marvel brand. Quote, we've had one producer. His name was Nate Moore. One black producer. One black producer. His name was Nate Moore. I love that, I love that we're, we're capitalizing black in the articles now. <laughs> um, he produced Black Panther... But then when you do Black Panther, you have a black director, black producer, a black costume designer, a black stunt choreographer. And I'm like, that's more racist than anything else. Because if you can only hire the black people for the black movie, are you saying they're not good enough when you have a
1: mostly white cast? Hey, I have a question. Go for it. Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. As the Falcon. Yes. Plays a black character.
0: Captain America's best friend.
1: On a mostly white cast. Facts. Okay. Um and, and prior to that, Don che- oh prior to that, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um and then Don, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Um Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Um Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Tessa Thompson. Denai Guerrero. Um, um, Alfred Woodard, um, Lupita, Lupita, Yango, um, Angela Bassett, uh, 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 Angela Bassett. I'm just saying. Um, oh, Lawrence Fishburn.
0: Oh, I forgot Ant-Man about that. Man Wasp. Yeah, all these people. Ti, Ti, <laughs> Ti was in a Marvel movie, <laughs> and I wasn't. Damn it!
1: <laughs> so that's a lot of people. Those are a lot of black people who were good enough in mostly white casts. Um, Jaimin Hansu, and 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 this is this is this is this is poor timing for Anthony Mackie because um, Kevin Feige has stood up in front of people. I, I remember being there at Comic Con last year. Okay. Okay, a very good Comic Con, where Kevin Feige stood up in front of thousands of people and said, "We are, we are going to try to do more than anyone in terms of diversifying," and, and they've even made that statement before. And he even going back to Black Panther and the inception of Black Panther, as a company, Marvel said, "We need to do a better job of representation." So when we do a movie like Black Panther. We're not, they're not simply hiring people because they're black. They're hiring black people because they are best informed to create a black experience in the movie. That, to me, that says a lot. And, and that, that, this is different from black Black exploitation was, we don't want you in this corner of the market. So, you got your own shit over here. When Black Panther came out, at the time, it was... Like the highest grossing Marvel movie, yep. Period, yep. So this isn't this is not them trying to corner black people. This is them putting black people into the mainstream and saying it is possible for us to create a, a, a full production featuring the people who are best suited to tell the story. So you telling me that there are any any white costume designers out there that could do a better job than Ruth E. Carter? No, no. No. She she does this. So, it's very short-sighted of him to say some shit like that. And again, when Kevin Feige stood in front of the world last year and said, so not only are we doing this, when we do Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, we're going to have a predominantly Asian cast and crew because we want to create... And think about this, y'all. Herschel Ali is playing Blade. Yes. Think about this, y'all. One group that has been more underserved in terms of representation on the screen and probably treated almost as bad as black people is the Asian community. Asians. So being very sensitive to that, shout out to Scarlett Johansson. Being very sensitive <laughs> to that. You know, they're doing the same thing there. When the when whenever the Eternals movie comes out, um, it's supposed to come out this November, now is next year.
0: Brian Tyree Henry.
1: Not only that, not only are they uh, not only are they looking at diversity on um ethnicity basis, but um, they are going to have differently abled people. They, they're going to have a deaf woman in that movie. They're going to have openly queer people in that movie. Not just playing queer roles, but openly queer people right. in, in the movie as well. They, they are trying to be as... Some people look at it as pigeonholing and forcing people into something, but I'm like, this is what the fuck we want. This is what we ask for. Anthony Dumbass Mackie? Bro, Such a look, fucking weirdo. Anthony Mackie, when they announced you as a Falcon, I was like, uh, we really, we, we, we don't, have, but you know what? I like what you did, man. I let you make it. I let you make keep, it. We, we wanted you to keep a job. You were in white ass Captain America, man. This guy's, this guy's a
0: hero. His real name's Clarence. Like, sh- <laughs> and Clarence that? lives at home with both parents. Like. Shut your ass up, man! And Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. This guy don't want to keep a job. He's shook. Cause yeah. ain't no such things as halfway crooks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love that part in Eight Miles. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I actually yeah. enjoyed Eight Miles. <laughs> um, yeah, shut the fuck up, bro. Stop. You, he, he's always a fucking weirdo. That's like, what. That's why. I, that's, uh, uh.
1: Don't come at Marvel on it, dude. Yeah, like, don't the, do that. Of, of all, of all, don't don't come at. And not just because they they cut your checks, don't but like, shit where you live. But like they they are very clearly they are very clearly doing. You don't want you
0: you want you you want that part of the fandom on your side. Yeah, because all, all ultra carbon ain't gonna cut it.
1: They're doing they're doing everything that you're trying to accuse other people of doing. Dude. Real talk, just do some research. Um, watch the, your watch your own movies.
0: Sorry, go ahead. real talk. And the number one person who needs to shut the fuck up is Stephen A. Smith.
1: It's a hard thing to do, man. The the the,
0: the richest forehead in Black Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> um basically Stephen A. Smith, um, I think we had a I, I think we had a little bit of that quote. Stephen A. Smith was uh, on first take, uh basically his his sounding board for all the silly shitty things. Um And they were talking about the fact that Colin Kaepernick is... Colin Kaepernick is actually being courted uh, by many NFL teams for a job, for a tryout. Hmm. Um, and basically they were asking him if he thought um, Roger Goodell owed Colin Kaepernick an apology. Of course he said that he did But he said other silly shit as well. Um... What I would like to see people asking Roger Goodell for instead of just taking a knee or engaging in symbolic gestures, how about rallying a slew of owners to go up on Capitol Hill to push for federal legislation in combination with the lobbyists? Um, we can stop right there. No, that's not going to happen. You can't even get Jerry Jones to push back on, you know, Jerry Jones said that shit about ain't none of my players kneeling for anything. You can't even get him to push back on that. So you definitely can't get him to lobby for his, uh, his field hands. Fuck no. Um, why not go on Capitol Hill and push for these legislations to be implemented and taken, and taken place? The businesses that patronize the NFL that obviously are strong supported by the black community. How about rallying with the players themselves and making sure that you impact those businesses by letting them know there's more that they can do for minority and disenfranchised communities in this country? so why encourage why not encourage Roger Goodell to engage in those kind of actions instead of engaging in symbolic gestures? Nobody's asking Roger Goodell to kneel.
1: look, hold on actually actually, this is where I call his bullshit because everything that happened to Colin Kaepernick at the time was a symbolic gesture the The act of counter protest. That the NFL imposed on him was a symbolic gesture. The biggest and most expensive symbolic gesture. Y'all might not remember this. Y'all remember that time that Mike Pence flew to a game. Mike Pence flew to a game specifically so he could make a demonstration of when Colin Kaepernick kneels, I'm going to leave the game. People forget about that shit. He specifically flew to a game and said, if he kneels, I'm going to walk right out. And as soon as he knelt and the cameras turned on him, Mike Pence turned up and walked away. That shit cost U.S. taxpayers $325,000 for Mike Pence to put on a performative display, to put on a symbolic gesture. So, absolutely, Stephen A. needs to shut his whole eight head up with that shit because this began with a symbolic gesture. Right. And it is only right that you... As as a person who needs to own up to this shit, you need to set off the reformation of this with a symbolic gesture by saying, You know what? You were right. I was wrong. I fucked up. Because he he, he tap danced around it. Cause in that little stupid ass infomercial that Roger Goodell did, he said, We should have listened to our players. Nigga, you should have listened to you Colin have listened Kaepernick. To Colin. Kaepernick. You probably can't. You probably, you probably, because of an NDA, you probably can't say his name. But that's where it begins.
0: It, and and Smith said a bunch of other silly shit, talking about. Well, I don't think he should get a job. I think he should get a tryout. I don't think just because he's black and whatever happened is he should go out there and just have a job. Nobody's asking for that. Nope. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's asking for that. Nobody's asking for Roger Goodell to kneel they asking him to be held accountable because that's what happens when you're in charge. Admit that you were wrong. Even if you didn't do it, you're in charge and it happened on your watch. And that's... People get, People getting really fucked up about what in charge means. In charge means is that at the end of the day, you're the one that's held accountable. You're the one that's responsible. Even if it wasn't your fault, it happened on your watch and shouldn't have. None of this should have happened. None of this should have happened. You shouldn't have let the narrative get out of control. Colin Kaepernick. Let me just. And let me just say, on Stephen A. Smith's part, Max Kellerman should not understand um, activism and should not understand what it means to be black in the NFL more than more than Stephen A. Smith should. There's too. There's too much forehead for him to have so few brains in there. Damn. Just entire. Shine your forehead and shut the fuck up. That his, his hairline is almost non existent at this point. Looks like his hairline looks like a horizon in this picture. <laughs> his hairline looks like a looks like a topographical view of the million man march being dispersed by the police. Wow. It just does. Fuck Stephen A. Smith. And 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 he he's getting paid he is the biggest Prostitute ever in sports entertainment. He's getting paid millions of dollars to to suck sports entertainment's dick. That's what ESPN does, and he is and he is at the forefront. Remember the best man when they brought out all the strippers. Yes, and and Candy was the flagship stripper. Stephen A. Smith is the Candy. Wow. Damn. Of the of of of, of sports entertainment, he is the Candy of the racist of, of the racist infrastructure. Sure. Of sports entertainment of ESPN. That's why they're a fucking joke now. I'm surprised anybody was watching first take to hear him say this silly shit. I don't think anyone was really watching it. Max Kellerman is officially is officially the most woke motherfucker on ESPN who employs Kari Champion, uh Stephen A. Smith and Jamel Hill. A white man last name Kellerman is more woke than you. Fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. No KY. D. Randall, did we do a podcast? Oh, uh, We certainly did. We did the shit out of a podcast. Man, y'all better be grateful for these two-hour podcasts. Shit. On a Sunday. When we're just kind of day-drinking anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this has been a great month. Team Oz, I thank you. I bless you. Um, your support in these matters is, uh, so, is so appreciated. Um... I feel the support more now going into this is this is a, the start of our 3rd year. Man, of opinions while black. We just celebrated a, a anniversary. We've been doing this for 2 years and the 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 support and the love has only gone upward. And we love and adore you guys for it. Y'all are the most supportive motherfuckers on the planet. Um I I love doing this project more than I've loved doing any project aside from like the comic in a very long time uh, This keeps me together And this keeps me In the world But not of it <laughs> um, And I And I I got a I, I got a, a Great friend out of the situation That I love doing this shit with Yeah man um, And who is basically family And uh, I just I thank everybody involved for it Man I, I, I don't know what I'd be doing If
1: I wasn't podcasting right now You uh, you would be firing off On niggas on Facebook
0: Yes Yes I still am um uh, and we're we're all gonna get through this together, man it's it's some tough times out there. we're gonna be here, I say it at the end of every show. we're gonna be here, um there's nowhere else to go. there's nowhere else to fucking go, um, I damn sure can't go tubing, nope uh, tune in next week for more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, this has been episode 93 93. of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I hope I'm still D. Randall. And as always, forever imparting titties. Damn, I love the pod. Mm. Uh